Alright, so what really happened between Molly and Torian? Or what's about to really happen? Hmm, we'll talk. Plus, Nathan is no longer with Issa's shits. And is Issa finna slide in Lawrence's DMs? I'm... I feel a way. I think I got a prediction, but I'm gonna hold it down for a little bit. But we'll get into that and much more on this episode of He Got Y'all. I'm tempted to say let's start the show, but I just got one question for y'all. What time is it? Molly time. What time is it? It's Molly time. Ooh, 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 Welcome to He Got Y'all, an insecure after show where we discuss plots, predictions, and so much more. I'm your host, Malcolm Smith. Thanks for joining me today. So we're going to jump right into it. You know how we do. Last night, we got episode six of Insecure titled Tired. Okay. Directed by my queen, Natasha Rothwell, and written by Grace Edwards. So last night, episode rating is going to be a smooth 8.5. We got some good jokes. We got some good... You know what? You know what? I'm going to pump it up to a 9. It was going to be an 8.5, but after just thinking in this this small little moment just now, Issa's Steph Curry with the shot with the baby. Yeah, y'all get an extra 0.5 for that because that was, that was solid. All right, episode rating last night was a smooth 9. <laughs> so let's get into the motherfucking flowers for this week. Flowers going out to uh, my queen. I just stand. Natasha Rothwell. She truly can do no wrong in my eyes. But our forever beloved Kelly Prenny last night, Natasha Rothwell, had her directorial debut, not just for Insecure, but just TV in general. So, you know, my sister's doing it. She's out here doing the things. I love to see folks level up. So from writer to series regular to now director, okay, get into it. Just off of that, you know, I mean, the episode was great. You know, I love the visuals, but just like, wow, look at... Look at Kelly, y'all. She be doing the jokes and she be setting up the shots. Okay, Natasha, we see you, sis. We see you. Also, I don't know if you all saw it, but last night, or I don't know if it was last night. I saw it last night. But there was an article written in the LA Times about um, Natasha Rothwell. I started it. I didn't really get a chance to finish it. Are you like me? Do you have... So I have a a window on my computer (laughs) that legit just has tabs in it. And there's no exaggeration, you all, like at least 12, 14 articles that I'm just like, oh, I'm going to read this. Oh, this looks good. I'm going to get into this. One day when I have some time, I'm going to finish reading this. So it is in that list of things. But I started reading it yesterday, didn't have time to finish it. And I was like, you know what? Let me just throw this in the tabs that need to be read. Part of me is like, just put it in your bookmarks. But I never check my fucking bookmarks and it'll be in there for like decades. So Yes, but you know, uh, Natasha Rothwell, yes, has an article in the LA Times, which is just, you know, so dope to see. And everybody from this show is really leveling up. Like, for a long time, it felt like, oh, like, Issa was getting the press, you know, Molly, Molly, <laughs> Yvonne was getting the press, Prentice. But now it's like Natasha Rothwell and Tristan J. Winger and just all the all the good peoples over at Insecure. So love to see it. So. So proud of Natasha, because the glow up is really real. You know, sis used to be teaching little Cardi B's in the Bronx, and now she is on one of the biggest shows on television. And you know what that is? Growth. All right, so last week's people poll question. So the question of the night, the day, the week, I guess, was, was Nathan raggedy for not saying he loved Issa back? So 
on the Spotify, 27% of you said, you damn right. Nathan was very raggedy for not returning the love back to Issa. However, 73% of you were like, absolutely the fuck not. Okay, so not really a fair split there. Definitely a majority in the lead there on Spotify. And then Twitter, please forget about it. Y'all was not with the shits over on Twitter. (laughs) 8% was like, you damn right. 92% 92% was like, girl, get the fuck on. So y'all are not, y'all were not looking for uh Nathan to be saying I love you back to Issa, which now has me really curious how a lot of you all felt about last night's episode because Issa went straight for the jugular. But before we get into that, but let's start with our girl Molly. So what's really going on between Molly and Torian? Because we gotta unpack this. So Molly's at her work retreat and Issa is at the hospital holding it down. She's at the hospital like she's one of the Carters. I said, All right, Issa, I see you. Being a good friend. Things we aspire to. Uh, But yeah, she's at the hospital. She's getting them lunch. She's being the emotional support that they need. Stepping in for Molly in her absence, which is just so great. Love to see it. So in the midst of taking care of the family, Issa's also trying to take extra care of Curtis. Issa's trying to shoot her shot at Curtis. Molly's like, calm your coochie, sis. He's married and has a baby, (laughs) which means nothing to Issa, apparently. So then Curtis walks into the waiting area, and he is shooting his shot right back. Talk about... Give me a hug before my wife and kids show up. Nigga, what? I can't. This is truly ridiculous. But I will say, I did not realize this until last night, but Kurt is kind of fine. You know, I never really noticed him. But, you know, once once it was brought to my attention, I was like, well, okay. I see what's happening. (laughs) So Molly's on her work retreat, trying to stay checked in with her mom, but still be present with her coworkers. When in the midst of them shooting the shit, Torian suggests that all the lawyers take shots. And our girl Molly Denise Carter has passed the bar, so it's bottoms up for the kid. Now, I don't know how many shots Molly took. I don't think Molly knows how many shots Molly took. But we cut to the next morning, and Molly is very much of hungover. Like, she is in need of something sweet or crab cake. But when she wakes up in the bed, uh, she finds this watch that we learn belongs to Torian. Now, first of all, can I just say, I called it. I fucking called it. Now, this probably wasn't rocket science. It's probably very much of like a two plus two equation, but I want credit where credit's due, okay? No, but (laughs) Molly's fucking her coworker. All right, maybe not yet, but we're getting there. Molly's almost fucking a coworker. So yes, I didn't think it was going to be Torian though. That was kind of surprising to me that, that, well, we'll get back to all of my theories in a minute, but Yes, so Sis pulls out this watch in front of everyone at the table and is like, so I found this watch, but like not in my room, but like around my room, but near like all the other rooms, but like everyone else's room. And it's like, oh my goodness, girl. First of all, A, why are you such, such a bad liar? Like you could have been so much more on the low with this. And B, you're going to ask this shit in front of everyone girl like you're basically asking if y'all fucked in front of the whole team like what is happening but yes yeah, so tori admits to the watch being his and molly is just so you know what I, maybe we can blame this on the on the hangover maybe sis was just wasn't in her right mind you know molly's dealing with a lot you know mama's still not conscious yet i think molly was just having a lot going on hence the molly time that we got you know in the moments leading up to her waking up in the bed and finding this watch. But in any event, just, you know, so hot with it. So hot, hotter than 97, child. But Torian admits to the watch being his. He does deny in front of the other partners that they did not fuck, which I do believe. I don't think that they had sex, 
But I do think something happened, though, because why is your watch in her bed? You know, like, as a watch-wearing motherfucker, there's many things that I do throughout the day. My watch is never randomly falling off. You know, like, unless you're really, like, active, active, active in something, your watch is generally pretty solid on your wrist. So I won't say that there was actual penetration that happened, but I don't know. Something seems up. Something definitely seems up. But then I also kind of hope something isn't up, because that's kind of like rape and you know, a consent, and that's a whole nother thing. So, I don't really know. But, something's going on with the Torian and the Molly. So, fast forward a little later into the retreat. Molly is at work doing her presentation. When she gets a text from Curtis, she is trying her hardest to focus on this presentation, but she cannot when another text comes in from him. Sis is all distracted. Luckily, Torian is there to pick up where Molly is slacking, which is... Oh, shit. Well, which is pretty much everywhere. Like, Molly was not doing a solid job. Siska barely get a complete sentence together. But in the midst of the presentation, did y'all catch my shout out? Did y'all catch my shout out? I was like, wow, look at the writers calling me by my name. So there was that line where Torian was like, I'm talking to you, Malcolm. And I was like, okay, writers, y'all could be talking to me. Like, we don't got to do subs. Like, you can just email me at hegotchall at gmail.com. Like, I'm not hard to find. My DMs are always open. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but yes, anytime my name comes up on television, it's always just like not odd for me because like Malcolm is not an uncommon name, but it's not it's not like John or Chris, where it's like you hear it all the time. So I'm always like, oh, look at me on the television. But yes, that is one of the characters uh, played by the amazingly talented Don Franklin, who I also have a deep connection to because he played Stan on Girlfriends. <laughs> Remember when Maya was cheating on Darnell with that stalker guy that was at her job? You, you light of my life. Uh, yes, anyway, shout out to Stan. Shout out to Girlfriends, okay? Just my forever faves. But in any event, after the presentation, Torian and Molly have a heart-to-heart. And this is where Molly shares that her mom had a stroke. And Torian also shares that his brother was going through uh, cancer treatments. I want to say, I think he said last year or within recent history. So uh, in this moment, these two really bond. And we've seen a lot of scenes with these two together. Torian and Molly, but some not always the warmest, you know, as they mentioned early in the episode, when Molly first stepped up on the scene at the law firm, she was giving very Valley Girl, very much at my last law firm, things did not go like this. And these niggas were like, girl, we don't give a fuck. Walk your ass down to the Starbucks like everybody else. But in this moment, you can tell that they're seeing each other as people and not just coworkers. Which is nice, you know, just on some like human to human, heart to heart shit. Really nice to see. When Torian gives us one of my favorite lines of the night, but also probably of the series, when he says, Work can't matter more than real life. I'm gonna say it again for the people in the back. Work cannot matter more than real life. AKA, fuck all this shit. You could be fired tomorrow. This company could tank tonight. Like, Take care of you, you all you got, family comes first, all of those good things. So, love that that was the energy that Torian was on. Especially because I think Molly really didn't want to mention this to anybody at work, specifically Torian. A, because, you know, it's an uncomfortable thing to talk about. But B, I think also Torian and Molly have had a bit of a tumultuous relationship where, like, she has slacked on other projects. I forget what it was. A couple of seasons ago, it might have been when they went to Coachella, there was something that was happening where Molly was like not on her work shit. 
and Torian kind of like, you know, swept in and like, you know, took over the project when she could not handle it. So I think that also is probably looming in the back of Molly's mind. Like, I need to like really be on my shit and really be about it, about it. But uh, I like that that line came from Torian because he always seems like more of the hard ass in the office. And he's like, yo, like, more or less fuck all this shit. Like, you know, it is what it is. So appreciated that line a lot. Later in the evening, Molly's on the phone with her brother when she gets the news that Mama Carter has woken up, which, oh, amen, hallelujah, because, please, we need all the positivity, all the positivity right now, when there's a knock at the door, and it's Torian with the swag bag, so Molly opens the door, falls into his arms, and baby, baby, that look that linger oh that linger i was like oh if these two haven't fucked they about to be fucking because you could just pick up the energy like it's written all over your face like we could not it was so clear where these two were standing with each other and yeah I'm, i'm curious as to why they've never had this raw of a moment but you know i guess it's just work shit like you you go to work you clock in you go home you clock out it is what it is but these two really seem like they're kind of feeling each other. They're having this random-ass conversation about mugs and them being versatile, and you can use them for pens or coffee, and then Torian trying to keep the conversation alive. <laughs> very cute, though. Very, very cute. Uh, and it seems like Molly's about to get some sympathy schlong, some compassion penis, all the things are coming from Molly Denise Carter. Now, I will say, a lot of Molly's behavior on this trip seemed stress-related, And I get it. Molly's very distracted. Like, that getting way too drunk, that not being able to focus on the presentation. I think Molly has a lot on her plate right now. And I think we know Molly has a lot on her plate right now. But I think now that, you know, Mama Carter is all right, Molly might have a clearer head on her shoulders. And she might be leaning towards some Torian energy. Some Torian energy really might be where she's at. Now, I will say, I don't hate this for Molly, like, this could actually be really cute because Molly needs him. Well, I don't say Molly needs a man, <laughs> but Molly would very much like a man. And I think Molly needs a black man. You know, shout out to everybody out there that's dating interracially. Shout out to everybody that was here for Asian Bay. Yada, yada, yada. That's great. Cool, fine, and dandy. Molly needs a brother. So Molly needs a brother. Molly also needs a brother that works in corporate and has a 401k. Now, This is not generally my list for most guys, but for Molly, who is very particular, I think those three boxes got to be checked. So she needs a man on her level. She needs a man on her level. The only problem is we don't fuck coworkers. We don't fuck coworkers. We don't fuck coworkers. It's a recipe for disaster okay it's such a bad idea it's so so bad like especially co-workers on this level because here's the thing right i mean listen if you work down let's say you worked in at the walmart right or as my daddy would say walmart's with an s but if you work down at walmart's and you start fucking a nigga that works at the bakery and you only work at register 12 that's one thing because listen you probably never gonna see this nigga maybe in the break room maybe in the parking lot but y'all not gonna be working together daily on a regular basis like that, you know? But Molly and Torian, these two work way too close together for this kind of fully winging. Because normally, normally the hoe in me would be like, girl, just get the dick and keep it pushing. The problem with this is, though, is that there ain't nowhere to push to because they work too closely 
for this. So, I don't know. I don't see this working. Torian also seems like an asshole, but that could just be a defense mechanism. I don't know. But also, do we really have time to find out? Like, are we going to put Molly through all of this work just to find out if Torian is a dickhead or not? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. I will say, early I was scrolling through Twitter, which I normally don't do before recording the show. I try to, like, keep the internet chatter a bit away from me so I can just, you know, kind of formulate my own thoughts. But I did see, but I did see, I think it was Yaya, who, somebody I follow on Twitter, but I think Yaya responded to a tweet about insecurity and she was saying that crystal was saying that molly might quit her job by the end of the season i haven't listened to insecurity yet but um you know if that were to happen then i i'm not gonna hold you i might be team molly and torian but as long as they're still working at the same law firm it's a no for me dog like i just it's it's too it's too uh, it's too much it's too much and molly has been in a lot of too much situation too much situations in the past two years and i just i don't want that for our girl so but i'm not gonna lie it was kind of cute it was kind of cute it was kind of cute we'll see how that plays out but i do think there might be a little bit more energy around these two that we'll get to see play out in the weeks to come which yeah i'll leave it there i'll leave it right there so let's move on and talk about your girl Issa d so is Issa finna be in lawrence's direct messages because it's feeling like she about to slide slip and slide all up and through them dms though so let's take it back to the top of the episode uh so we're back at the hospital picking up from last week and I should have known better. I should have really known better, you all. But when Issa looked in the stroller and looked at Eli, then she picked him up and held him. I was like, wow, look at the growth for our girl. And then when I tell you, I cackled. Like, I was not expecting that shit. Mainly because we haven't gotten any dream sequences or like daydreams at all this season. Have we? No, I don't think we have. No, no, no. I feel like that was the first one we got. So, I mean, we got some mirror, you know, mirror Issa shit, but not like an actual like daydream fantasy moment. So I just wasn't expecting it because we haven't really received it yet. But when I tell you that shit took me to the ground, that shit was mad funny. (laughs) So Issa snaps out of that daydream and she is lurking on Lawrence's Instagram channel. And she peeps that Martin Lawrence has moved back into town, which... As we see, as we go throughout the episode, that it is really, really fucking with our girl's mental. So, because what she cannot do is get Lawrence, Condola, and this baby off of her mind. Because now she's out here minding her business, and here comes Condola popping up behind Issa talking cash shit, showing off her engagement ring, and, and no, 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 no. It's not the mall ring that Lawrence brought Issa. Oh, no. It's bigger. Plus, he makes a billion dollars a month. The dick done grew two inches. The long strokes that Issa used to love got a little bit longer. And it's just all these things are bouncing around in Issa's head. You know what this is, right? This is her subconscious really fucking with her. This is really taking a toll on our girl. And this is kicking Issa's ass because she really feels like she's missing out on something. And baby, that grass always ain't greener. That grass is not always greener on the other side. But I am curious, though, going back to the, the hospital scene just for a minute. I wonder if Issa actually spoke to them because Prentice did say that we're going to be playing with time this season. So I wonder if we'll get a flashback of that because I'm like, maybe she spoke to them and it was just like a nice, normal, civilized conversation, which led to her 
going to Lawrence's Instagram, doing a deep scroll, yada, yada, yada. What y'all think? Hmm. I don't know. Because we do see in the trailer for next week that Lawrence does pop up. We don't know where he pops up at, but like there's a door that is opened and Lawrence is on the other side. So I highly, highly doubt that it's going to be at Issa's house. But you know what? Maybe. Maybe. But I don't think so. I don't think so. But I am living for Savage Issa. The fact that she was bucking at people and I just, I was like, okay, crazy Issa. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. But. Back to Condola in the dream sequence before uh, she took that last hit to Issa, real Jackie Chan style, to the face. She said, one more thing, own your choices. And I think that is, again, not coming from Condola, obviously, really coming from Issa's subconscious. But, like, own your choices. Like, I think her tug of war emotionally in her mind is very much of, like, well, you broke up with this guy. You let this man go. Like... Let that man go. Like, you don't, don't, don't be double dutching out here. Like, if you're going to be in, be in. If you're going to be out, be out. So, own your choices, sis. Own your choices. Now, will she, will she listen to the voices that are in her head? Well, I don't really know. Because sis has not been doing a good job of that. But, own your choices. Own your choices. But, ugh, these daydreams are too much. I will say, I, I did really, really enjoy them. Like, Issa's commitment to throwing that fucking baby like the steph curry hand or the kobe hand let's do the kobe hand in honor of a great one but the kobe hand just in it in it i love this so much so (laughs) but our girl is down bad listen whether she wants to admit it or not whether you want to admit it or not she cannot get her mind off of lawrence and it's giving obsessed low-key it's giving very much mariah carey single 2008 so i don't know how this is going to play out but there is going to be at least it seems in the trailer where there's a moment where Issa and lawrence are in the same room quote-unquote it's a backyard but you know the same room together not really sure what this would be for because Simone has already had her birthday party, which is Tiffany and Derek's baby. So it wouldn't be that. I know for sure he's not coming to this fucking baby's, you know, first birthday or any of that shit. I mean, it's too early for that. But I can't think of what would have these two together. Oh, maybe Derek's birthday. It might just be like Derek Derek's birthday. Because Derek also... Every picture that was on Lawrence's Instagram, if y'all are crazy like I'm crazy, y'all stopped and tried to freeze frame, freeze frame to read the comments. <laughs> and like every post had um, a comment from Derek. So maybe it's Derek's birthday. I don't know. But yeah, there's some reason why these, why these two will be in the same room together again. Not really sure why, but of course, we are looking forward to it. So uh, I do think Should I do my prediction now? Oh, fuck it. We're here. I'll do it now. So I do think, fast forwarding to next week's episode, so we see that we're getting like a a girls' night episode, which are really my favorite episodes of TV, hence me loving Girlfriends so much because every episode of Girlfriends is like a girls' night episode. (laughs) But we're getting a girls' night episode with the core four. And, oh, that's cute. The core four. What's wrong with that? All right. So the core four and they are playing some type of game where, you know, Tiffany's asking Issa, would she want to be with the last person she slept with? But I'm curious if in this game, there's going to be some type of question of like, DM the last person you were in a relationship with or like DM, like something that is leading Issa into Lawrence territory for some reason. Maybe, maybe, we'll see. But that's 
my prediction for that. But I feel like East is about to be out here heavy on the Lawrence Prowl. I do. I really do. I feel like, well, I feel like Issa and Nathan are really about to be no more because uh, Issa is, I honestly think she's using Nathan as a filler. And I think what, um, and Scotty Beam tweeted this actually, uh, she was saying that Issa basically just needs a win right now. And because Lawrence is out here, not with her, in her mind, I think Issa's mind, with Condola, and then also with this baby, Issa just needs a win, man. Like, she just needs to, like, have, like, just one one moment of shit is all right over here. And shit is not really all right over there. Work shit is fucked up. Crenshaw is still not fucking with her. New clients don't even want to fuck with Issa because of the Crenshaw shit. Her and Nathan are on the outs right now. So it's not looking good for Issa. So sis might be doubling back because she wants that old thing back. She might be going back to L Bugs. Yep, to the Lawrence. But we'll see how that plays out. And let's get into Nathan and Issa. So Nathan is no longer with Issa's shit. Oh, chale, so much is happening here. So let's take it back to the beginning of the episode. So Issa is riding this man, this man being Nathan, and in the midst of dropping it low on the dick, and Issa's only concern is not for Nathan to come, it's not even for her to come. Her main focus right now is trying to get Nathan to say he loves her back. Oh, honey. Oh, Issa. Issa, Issa, girl, what the fuck? What the fuck? Baby, what is you doing? (laughs) Like... Of course, not only is Nathan not taking the bait, I don't even think he realizes that there's bait in front of him. So, I love you is not even remotely close to the tip of his tongue. And thankfully, it isn't. Because, listen you all, if someone tells you they love you for the first time during sex, I ain't gonna say they don't mean it, but there are many variables involved there. Many, many, many variables. So if a guy told me for the first time that he loved me while we were having sex, and I had been waiting for him to tell me that he loved me, I would not take it wholeheartedly because, again, it's like, if you've had sex, that is good enough sex. You might want to slip out uh, a little I-L-Y every once in a while, but you gotta, you gotta, your tongue game got to be strong and not just downtown, baby. You got to know how to hold that tongue in that cage and be like, I really want to say that I love you, but I know I don't love you. I'm just loving this moment. So, yes, yeah, so I'm really happy that uh, Issa did not get that in that moment because it would have, I think, affected her much worse than that later conversation with her and Nathan actually did. But... Issa was looking for, and I love you, in a hopeless place, and Nathan was not there to provide it. So, uh, fast forward a little bit later into the Nathan world, and Nathan is at work, and there are a couple of clients that are waiting for Shook to come in, but he's running late, and niggas need a lineup. Apparently, as we learned last night, there is some barbershop etiquette. I assume that there is also hair salon etiquette that works kind of the same way, and that is not stealing clients from your co-workers, not stealing other people's clients. Now, I would not know because I'm bald-headed, partially for this reason. I also just hate the barbershop, but that's a long homosexual complaint that I'm not going to bore y'all with today. Deep-rooted issues, deep-rooted trauma child. But when I used to go, I always was weary about sitting in other people's chairs, mainly because of loyalty. Like, I, in my mind, I never really knew that this was a thing 
But I always used to feel like, and let's say I walk in the shop, right, and my normal barber wasn't there. I'm like, yo, if I sit in somebody else's chair and this nigga's just at lunch or just going to put money in the meter or some shit, I'm going to feel mad uncomfortable if he walks in here. It's like I'm cheating. It's like I'm cheating on my barber. And it's just like, damn, like, <sighs> such a tough position to be in. And I deal with this on all fronts, you all. Yo, this is laundromat by my house. <laughs> and one is owned by a black man. And the other one is owned by an Asian family. So, of course, me being me, you know, power to the people, throwing the fist up all day, every day. I really be trying to support the black man's business. But your mans don't be having no AC, which isn't a problem now. But in the middle of August, girl, with non-dryers running on high heat. I used to be in that motherfucker sweating like Billy Blanks, okay? It was a problem. I was like, oh, no, I can't come in here anymore. It is too hot in this motherfucker for this. And there's only like nine machines in here. So if I don't get up real early before all the old West Indian aunties get up in there, child, ain't no dryers, ain't no washes. Now I'm in the laundromat for like five hours for a 30-minute wash and a 40-minute dry. Who the fuck got that kind of time? Not me. So... There's an Asian laundromat next door. I'm about to bring this all home, y'all. Don't worry. But there's an Asian laundromat next door that has like triple the machines and they stay open later. So I go in there more, but I be seeing the owner of the black laundromat on the block. He be in the corner store and I be like, damn, he know I ain't been there in a minute. He don't even fuck with me no more. I'm a sellout. I'm a sellout. Like I can't even, he hates me. <laughs> like That's where my mind goes. So to the barber shit, I like, to know that this is really how barbers be operating because, again, it's like, ugh, it's uncomfortable. Anywho, back to these niggas at the shop. I get it, though. I say all that to say. So, in the midst of clients being stolen at the shop, East is meeting with these new people, the Anthology Collective, and she's really just trying to, you know, make some new connects. East is interested in making them the face of NBW, and not the neck, but the face. Shout out to my girl, Koya, for making it extra clear. <laughs> but there seems to be some apprehension with the group. Not seems. There definitely is some apprehension. They're like, nah, we don't know if we're really into this. Which is because of Crenshaw piping up on the internet. So Issa has to take it a step back. She has to take one step forward or two steps. What's, what the fuck is the phrase? She has to take one step forward, take two steps back. Two steps back to take one step forward. Y'all know what the fuck I'm trying to say. <laughs> but Issa has to go and right her wrongs before she can really, seems like A, book some more clients, and B, really clear her name. So this in turn makes her go clear the air with Crenshaw, and Issa DeLire pulls up to Crenshaw's spot, which was a funny-ass line. And she's just trying to make friends and make amends with her olive brownies. But Crenshaw is not with the shits. Now... Here's the thing, right? Part of me was like, why is she apologizing? Is it to get new clients or is it to really like clear the air? Which I guess more or less is really the same thing, probably a little bit of both, but it's definitely more towards leaning to getting new clients. Because if Crenshaw wasn't public with this shit, I don't think Issa would care as much. Like if Crenshaw was just like, you know, if they had had this disagreement and if he had said what he said to her and that was just it, I don't think Issa would really be trying this hard to, you know, extend this extend the olive branch but the fact that it's now like tarnishing her brand so much like this is pr like now she has to do damage control on this and crenshaw is still not with the shits but i will also say that crenshaw is doing a lot though like he's being extremely unreasonable like sir i get it you're mad things did not or things were not going to go the way that you wanted them to go 
but they went that way. Like, what's the problem? Like, you, I, I get it. Issa, well, you know what? I don't even really get it. Because I, I, part of me was going to say Issa was about to fuck up his vision. But Issa was not trying to intentionally sabotage his shit. So, like, sweetie, you're doing a lot for a little. Like, it was not even giving all of that. But that is what happened. So, Issa pumps on out of there. Things are not looking good for the relationship between her and Crenshaw. And we are now back over at the shop when Suge comes in and the team is asking for rent money and Suge ain't with the shits. Now, the fact that this man's name is Suge and he lives in L.A., I said, all right, now let's be careful, girls, because, you know, the other Suge from L.A. is in jail. I think for running over someone... Did he, is that what Suge Knight went to jail for? I'm not really sure. But in any event, Suge's don't be with the shits, as we've realized. So he's tight that Nathaniel still in clients. And Suge's energy is on some, I'm the king of this shit. Like, I'm bringing clients in here. I'm bringing heads into the shop. But baby, 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 listen. Bringing in heads don't mean a damn thing if you ain't there to cut them. So this convo goes left very fast. And he really starts gaslighting the fuck out of Nathan. And like... I'm not going to hold you, you all. This made me really sad. Like, I think Nathan just crumbled. It was very much of, like, flight or fight or flight energy. And he just kind of went into his shell, which part of me thinks is almost worse than watching him explode. Because he was just, he was just so defeated. Like, he was just so defeated. And I think he just, oh, poor Nathan. Like, he just, oh, my baby. Nathan be going through a lie. Sidebar. Are we gearing up for, like, a Nathan spinoff? Because I feel like we're spending a lot of time with these characters. I mean, we also spent a lot of time with Molly's co-workers this episode, but not to the point where we spent with Nathan's. Like, we've been spending a lot of time with these people this season. Now, Issa has said that she's not opposed to a spinoff. She just doesn't want to do one with Issa. Like, if she did a spinoff, it would not be focused around the character Issa D. So, a Nathaniel spinoff, are we here for it? Are we not? Hmm part of me could do without but you know we'll see we'll see we'll see where uh the future takes us but yes i really did feel bad for nathan because he just he doesn't deserve he just didn't deserve my baby so in any event Issa not having the best day at work nathan not having the best day at work now both of them are at nathan's crib and both of them are not really in their bag but more or less in their bag so while I don't want to do the shitty day Olympics, I think it's pretty safe to say Nathan probably had a worse day than Issa. And I don't think Issa's really clocking what's going on with the kids. So he mentioned to her that he might just be over the shop and more importantly, over LA. And Issa brings up the I love you conversation. And this is when shit goes really left. And it's like, Issa read the fucking room like is this your first response to the kid like i mean sure he didn't do too much unpacking like he you know was trying to hold it down for the most part but like you claim you're trying to be this man's girl like you're not gonna ask your man like oh what happened how was your day like nothing no soft check-in nothing to see what happened just going straight into attack mode well i won't say attack attack is dramatic but we'll say light attack because she didn't go in too much but like she did a bit much and baby when nathaniel <laughs> yo nathan read her the fuck down 
talking about one minute you're crying in my mouth, the next minute you want me, then you want consistency. What do you want from me? Because you are all over the place. All over the place. And I said, baby, listen, in the words of Fran on insecurity, relatable content, relatable content. Because, bro, make up your fucking mind. Like, what do you want? Like, you're so back and forth with this shit. Like, it's actually exhausting to watch. And I'm also sure it's exhausting to live through. So, yeah, I hate calling out our girl. But Issa was being very selfish here. And I like that Nathan really was like, yo, like... He didn't say you're being fucked up right now, but in so few words, it's like, you need to get it together because this is fucked up. So, yeah, 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 yeah. And listen, aside from the previous shit, I don't even blame him for blacking on her. Because like I said, never once did she ask what happened or like, are you okay? Or like, what is even making you think that you don't want to be living in LA anymore? It just went instantly into defense mode. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things are not looking great for these two. But that's where we leave off for this week's episode. So I will say, you know, I always got to be honest when we talk. At this point of the season, we're at episode six last night. Episode seven is next week. Okay, you all. I'm still holding strong. But it's a little too much foreplay for me. Like, I need to start. We need to start fucking, y'all. We need some penetration. Like, I feel like... I feel like we're in an airplane waiting to land, but there's no room on the tarmac. So we just keep circling over the airport. And it's like, I feel like they don't want to introduce too much to us because they're trying to tie up loose ends consciously or subconsciously. I, You know, some of the writers have said that they wrote this season with a season six in mind. Y'all, we're not getting a season six. Do not uh, twist my words. <laughs> but uh, they wrote it in the idea of these characters are not ending like they're not dying we're just no longer going on this journey with them so that is the energy that was in the room but i'm still getting a lot of like almost like a holding pattern if that makes sense like i feel like we're not progressing too much but we're also not going backwards we're just kind of like in this you know microwave round around round around we go shout out to the parkers (laughs) but or actually, is that Moesha? That's Moesha. Yes. Anyway, shout out to Kim Parker, the queen. But I feel like we're just kind of like in this weird holding pattern. I'm still enjoying it. You know, I'm in a private jet with my friends. So we're making jokes and we're carrying on. But it just feels like, you know, this season is getting to a slower point And I kind of need some pickup energy. So I don't know what's happening next week. I mean, we do because we saw a part of the trailer. But like with these last episodes, we got to bring it home. I'm I'm really way I'm I'm on the edge of my seat. Like it's been good, but I need a little bit more. So anyway, that's where we're at with that. But next week, uh, like I said a little bit earlier, we're getting one of my favorite types of episodes. It's the girls, and anytime the crew is together, it's always a good time. See Coachella. So already from the preview, I'm getting some living single girlfriends dynamic, which. I've just been missing that dynamic so much. Like, just so much. You know, like, I mean, Girlfriend's still great. Living Single's still great. But, like, I can quote these shows. You know, I've seen them that many times. So I'm always yearning for new uh, girl time, hangout, dynamic energy. So, yes, yes, yes. Sidebar. Speaking of Girlfriends, uh, Queen Marbrock Akil tweeted last night that her pen is moving swiftly and she's working on some new content. I've put this in the ether before, and I'm really going to say it again now because I've had some time to think about it. I really need this Girlfriends movie. I know, I know, I know. This is something that 
myself, all of the people in the Girlfriend's Hive have been saying for legit the past 20 years (laughs) that we need this movie. But I think the two things that have been holding this project back is A, scheduling, and B, funding. Now, Mara said the script is finished. She said it's been finished for a long time. But when it comes to schedules and money, I think we might be making some headway because check this, right? So the girls have been busy. I think it's safe to say that Tracy has been the busiest, i.e. Bo Johnson. But which reminds me, I need to catch up on Blackish because I think they come back in like January and I really do want to watch this season in real time. But not what we're discussing. Uh, yeah, so the girls have been busy, but I think Tracy has definitely been like the busiest. And, you know, doing a show like Blackish, that's like 24 episodes a season. They're filming for like eight months out of the year. Not a whole lot of time for other projects, okay? Very limited, very limited schedules. But Blackish is ending, and I feel like Tracy's gonna have some free time, which means we might be getting our movie. I'm just trying to keep hope alive, y'all. That's all I'm trying to do is keep hope alive. <laughs> and then the funding part. So uh Mar said like years ago, she was like, listen, if I'm gonna do this movie, I want to do it correctly. And I don't want to you know, pull together $75 and a box of Popeyes for craft services to do this movie. Like, if I'm going to do it, I really want to do it. But remember, Mar also signed that deal with Netflix. So there's coins on the table. There's also some schedules that are a little bit more open now. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm just trying to keep hope alive. But from my mouth to God's ears, from God's ears to the desk of the people at Netflix, because I want my fucking movie. All right. Uh, and that's it for this week's episode. Oh, also, important TV, because I saw this commercial earlier today. Mark your calendars. Our good sis, Quinta Brunson, you know, oh, a large, he got money. Yes, remember her? Uh, so she has a new show on ABC called Abbott Elementary. I think they're doing like a soft premiere on December 7th. And then the actual season starts in January, if I'm not mistaken. But this shit looks funny as hell, you all. Like, I know we're missing Insecure. We're not ready for our show to go. But like, I think this is going to be a nice filler for us on the comedy side. The dramatic, I'm good. I don't need a whole lot of drama in my life right now, okay? My life is dramatic enough. But on the comedy side, I think Abbott Elementary is about to hold it down. Shirley Ralph is in it. Uh, My love, Tyler James Williams, who is just so fine. So fine. Oh, my goodness. It's also in the show. And just, you know, some sitcom royalty that is just about to be on our screens every week in a couple of weeks. So... Say, oh my gosh, is this next week? Hold on, today's the 29th. What the fuck? Wait a minute. Oh, December 7th is next Tuesday. Holy shit. Wow, that was, <laughs> was really fast. Um, So yeah, next Tuesday, Abbott Elementary. Come on, you all. Let's watch as a family. Uh, But yes, I'm very excited for that show to premiere. But I say all of that to say next week we're getting the core four together, and I love that for us. So we also see that Lawrence will be making an appearance. An appearance. An appearance. <laughs> so... Curious to see how that's going to play out. I think, like I said, in honor of the girls' night and the game night, I feel like there's going to be some type of, like, DM your ex type of question. And this is going to force DK Force. Issa does not need any help with this. But I think this will force her hand into hitting up Lawrence. And we'll see where this goes from here. But, yes. Three three episodes? No, four episodes to go. My math is not mathing. All right, four episodes to go. There we go. (laughs) And, yeah, so we're in the home stretch, you all. So I'm excited to see what's happening next week. But I'm ready. I'm ready for, you know, some shenanigans. I'm ready for some my wig being pulled back, some what-the-fuck moments. And we only got four to go. So if not now, when? When, okay? Also, Prentice said just keep an eye out for episode nine, which I'm like, 
nine, girl. Nine is so far. Like, this is only six. But nine, it seems like it's going to be uh, really good from what the streets is saying. And yeah, that's where we wrap up for this week's episode. So with that said, thank you for listening. As always, let me know what's on your mind. The people poll question for the week is, do we think Issa is finna slide in Lawrence's DMs? Let me know what you think. Hit the polls, hit the response. And I'll let y'all know how it plays out next week, all right? So let me know what's on your mind. Tweet me at He Got Y'all. You can find this show wherever you're listening to it at the moment. We are also on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Stitcher. Uh, And I think that's it. If there's some others, well, act like I said them too. And that's it. So please remember, rate the show on Apple Podcasts. Five stars only. I'm not a bar, but I would like to be the five-star chick. So drop those five stars. Also, leave a little review. Type a little a little click-to-clack-clack in the comments. You know, it really helps. It really helps the show. So I appreciate it. It costs you nothing. And thank you for that. So as always, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard here, tell your mama, tell your cousins, tell your aunties that we're doing things over at He Got Y'all. If you hated this show, this was Ebro in the morning. (laughs) See y'all next week. Bye.